0: are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a December 27th Tuesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com. And former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Uh, hope you had a, a nice holiday. Did check in with you uh, on Christmas. Uh, ho- hope those of you that uh, did Christmas had 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 a good one, and uh, those of you celebrating uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Uh, hope hope those those are going great. Uh, the Blazers. Uh, did not get any such gifts, uh, on Monday night against the Toronto Raptors. I went to the game. I, I watched this one. Uh, uh, Portland did some different things defensively. They were a little bit more aggressive in the pick and roll. Uh, but, oh, they were also without Damian Lillard who missed the game with a, a sprained left ankle. They lost the game, though, however, uh, to the Toronto Raptors yesterday by the final score of 95-91. Portland was close late. However, the Raptors got enough buckets down the stretch, and Portland was just not able to uh, get clutch rebounds in big moments to uh, give themselves a chance to win the game. They got a couple of stops late. They did a good job of forcing Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan into tough shots. Lowry was really difficult for the Blazers all night long, had a game high, or not a game high, but he had a team high for the Raptors, 27 points, seven rebounds, four assists. He also hit five three-pointers. The Blazers did a really nice job against DeMar DeRozan. Alan Crabb deserves most of the credit for the job on DeRozan, however, Blazers were not able to get big rebounds when they were able to force misses from the Raptors down the stretch of this game, and uh, they weren't able to, to 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 pull through on a night when they played uh, some of their better defense uh, as a unit. Lillard did not play. Alan Crabb got the start and uh, played the most minutes, actually, of anybody on the Blazers. And had the task of guarding DeRozan most of the night, and did a pretty decent job. Uh, one of Crab's better performances this season in the start, I thought. Even though he only scored seven points, it didn't shoot very well. That's the type of job they need him to do: is take the task of guarding the other team's best player, and uh, and and do it, and, and take pride in that, and and the offense can kind of be a wash. Obviously they could have used a little bit more offense in this game and crab hitting a couple shots would have helped, but I liked the way that crab played and was aggressive defensively. And for me, the offense when CJ and Damer in the lineup, especially it can be an afterthought, but um, uh, because those guys can, can, can fill it up. Uh, obviously got to address the fact that Portland played great defense without one of the two guards in the lineup. I thought that that was really interesting To that point, however, they did play Shabazz Napier a lot of minutes, and I don't think that he is a better defender than CJ or Damian. And I think that uh, a great deal of the success last night perhaps was the Blazers being on the front foot, uh, being on their toes, being aggressive, trying to dictate what the offense did for the Raptors. They really, I thought, did a, a solid job of... Trying to keep DeRozan and Lowry from their best spots, they still got there, but they—I I thought they did a better job of tr- closing off lanes, forcing the ball out of their hands, forcing the Raptors to move the ball. Patrick Patterson took 11 three-pointers in this game, mostly because the Blazers were forcing the ball from the the, the guys that handled the ball a lot for the team and were trying to get it out of their hands and. The Blazers were rotating. I thought they rotated pretty well. They gave up a lot of open three-pointers, but guys weren't getting to the rim uh, and getting into the paint in the same way and getting into the middle of the defense the way that opponents of the Blazers have done this season. And the, the Raptors, uh, offensively, are, are one of the best offenses in the league so far. So for Portland to have a a, a solid defensive performance against the best offensive team in the league right now a team that uh is playing at a historic pace in terms of their offensive rating granted it's early and those things balance out but for Portland to get a good defensive performance against a good offensive team I thought was big it's unfortunate for them that they couldn't do that and also get a victory but uh I am interested to see if this stays because the Blazers have done this aggressive pick-and-roll defense before against good guards. They did it against the Bulls. They did it against the Raptors. This this uh, They did this against the Bulls a, a couple of weeks ago, and then they did it against the Raptors uh, last night. I'm curious to see if that sticks around, and I, I think it should because it seems like the only way to get this team going in a different direction is to completely shake things up because things up until last night, especially defensively, had gone stale. And it felt like last night there was a little bit more energy. Uh, they were much more aggressive. It seemed like guys were a little bit taking a little bit more pride in, in what they were doing and trying to dictate what the offense was doing instead of just reacting to what the offense is doing. I would like to see that continue because the Blazers clearly are not good enough to just do that against teams that have great guards. They did it against Chicago who had Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler. And then Lowry and DeRozan are arguably the best backcourt in the league right now. Uh... And they, the problem with the Blazers, though, has not been against the Lowry's and the DeRozan's and the Wade's and the Butler's. It's been against the Matthew Della It's been against backup point guards from whichever team you want to pick. Uh, Jaron Grant, it's been, it's been guys that get loose that just should not be getting loose against you. And I think, I, 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 I'm I really interested to see if this change sticks around because, at this point, the Blazers have to do something to change things up, and it's it's clear that the, the hanging back and being on their heels, or I should say the conservative scheme has put them in a position where they feel like they have to be on their, their heels and they don't have to be in that scheme. And perhaps just for this team, for them to be an aggressive defensive team, they have to do a scheme change and be more aggressive and trap and and, and try and uh, create more havoc with their athleticism. Because the conservative scheme, it seems like, is putting them on their heels, even though they should be aggressive within that scheme and just adhere to the principles very strongly, but also be firm on the ball, which they're just not. And last night, they were a lot more firm on the ball they were flying around defensively they were forcing the Raptors to rotate the ball and swing it and, and and play for the most of the shot clock and 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 I want that to continue I I and and I think it can continue when Lillard gets back in the lineup is it, it I know that it's already starting that the Blazers played defense last night and and one of the guards wasn't in there and hey it is a, it is an example uh, uh, of that it was really interesting to see the Blazers have been a better defensive team when Lillard hasn't been on the court but they've also not been as good of an offensive team and you you also saw while the defense was strong last night the Blazers couldn't get a bucket down the stretch McCollum uh had uh, all of the pressure down the stretch. He has done a good job of that before, but last night it just didn't work out. The Raptors are a, a, a veteran team, and that was a tough game. But uh, they, they probably could have used Dame last night uh, against a, a really solid Raptors team. But overall, the Blazers, I think, can carry over that defensive performance. And I would like to see it with Lither in the lineup because if they were able to be aggressive, if they were able to uh, – push the Raptors offense out of their comfort zone a little bit with Shabazz Napier playing in the game and uh, with the guys that they had on the court. Uh, I mean, Napier played 15 minutes. Obviously the Blazers went bigger for most of the game, Uh, but I I would just like to see that aggressive scheme. I'd like to see Lillard be involved in that aggressive scheme and, and just see if it works because, right now you have to the Blazers are in a in a situation right now where they're not in the playoff race they're struggling they can't win games right now and the 8 seed in the west on top of everything else looks like a sacrificial lamb so at this point the Blazers have to experiment they have to try new things they have to see if if something sticks because nothing has stuck so far and it also uh they, I think they just need to try something new because they've tried different groups of guys, they've tried different rotations, they've tried pretty much everything within their scheme to succeed and it it, it just hasn't led to results. And so now they're, they're they're changing things up and 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 I'm looking forward to to seeing how that develops over the next couple of games. Blazers lose last night to the Toronto Raptors by 4 points 95-91 one of Portland's better defensive games so far this season but it ends in a loss like most of the games have this season. Blazers are 13 and 20 on the season. At this point last year they were 12 and 20. So uh they're doing a little they're they're they're, they're still slightly ahead of the pace of last year but clearly not where they wanted to be. The Blazers have lost ten of eleven games, and now Wednesday's game at home against the Sacramento Kings becomes a a major must-win if they want to make the playoffs. In a uh, pretty amazing uh, turn of things, the the, the Kings are, are ahead of the Blazers in the Western Conference standings, and. If the Kings win this game, then they will take a lead in the season series uh, with, with, with one more matchup left, I believe, this season. So the, the fact that the Blazers are, are in this position, that a game with Sacramento right now is a must win, is uh, pretty pretty tough uh, to see, or or pretty tough to imagine. And actually that game against Sacramento, that is going to be for the season series. Both teams only play three times this season. So in addition to the fact that, uh, it's a huge game against Sacramento that already means a lot for the Blazers. Uh, this is, they may have to do it without Damian Lillard who missed the last game with a, with a rolled ankle. Uh, he is going to, he's told reporters, you know, he's going to do everything that he can to try and rehab the, the, the ankle and and be ready to play against Sacramento, who they lost to a couple of weeks ago. Boogie Cousins had 55. So this team, it doesn't get any easier. Will they have Damian Lillard? It looks like they, they, they may be without him, uh, in a game that is, that has playoff implications at this point and, and, and could uh, be the difference between the Blazers making the playoffs or missing it down the line. Uh, and I guess also that opens up another discussion about if they're going to make the eighth seed, is it better to make the eighth seed uh, somewhat similar to how Houston made it last year in a down season just to make the playoffs, or is it worth it to... It would it, Would the Blazers be better off with a lottery pick and and adding some talent via the draft, uh, it's it's going to be really interesting. I think that the players on the team would clearly rather make the playoffs instead of uh, get a get a lottery pick so that someone else can take one of the spots on the team. But. Uh, there it's getting to that point now where where we've got to seriously start talking about uh where where the season is headed and whether this team is going to make the playoffs at all. They're tenth now. They're not even uh just outside of the playoffs. They're tenth. They're behind Denver and Sacramento now. So uh, and because the 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 eighth seed has been such a, a so down this season with Sacramento being at fourteen and seventeen and holding on to it. So many teams in the West now are in the mix. Minnesota at ten and twenty-one in the mix for the eighth seed. They play Portland uh, on a, on a road trip coming up here after they play after the Blazers play on Wednesday. They're uh, going to hit Minnesota after they play the Spurs on. They're going to play Minnesota on New Year's Day. So, uh, lots of big games. Not a lot of rest time or break time for Portland to uh uh do a whole lot of changes I I do think that over the past couple of days they clearly made some changes to the defense being at home having a little time to practice granted it was the holidays but I I I do think that uh this that allowed them to to change things defensively so uh I'm really interested to see how they approach it especially against DeMarcus Cousins and the Kings, a team that don't really have uh, great guards per se, but guards that have gotten to the basket and penetrated against the Blazers and, and really caused problems. So uh, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how they approach the point guards, how they approach Cousins. Are they going to double-team him? Are they going to be aggressive in trying to get the ball out of his hands so that they just make other guys on the Kings beat them after Cousins dominated and went for 55 and not doubling him? didn't really work against most teams. You don't want to double a guy like cousins because it opens up a lot of three point shooters, but the Kings, uh, they, they do have some good three point shooters. Anthony Tolliver had a big game the other day for the Kings. I think he hit five three pointers against Detroit, but I think it, it might be worth the risk. Just given the fact that cousins has been so dominant, the, the Kings are a, a middle of the road, three point shooting team, but, I uh, yeah, I definitely think making Matt Barnes and making Ty Lawson beat you from three point range is is much uh more preferable to Cousins unleashing uh like he did the other night. Uh another another interesting thing about last night uh Damian Lillard did not play which I have mentioned And the the rotation was interesting. Shabazz Napier got 14 minutes. And Noah Vonley actually played most of the big men on the Blazers bench. Uh, I thought that was an interesting wrinkle last night. Perhaps uh, Stotts wanted to just get more athleticism, given the fact that they were playing a more aggressive scheme uh, and have a big that, that is more comfortable moving out there on the perimeter, which Vonley is. So that is something to watch out for if the Blazers stick with this scheme, how they're going to change their personnel to fit that scheme uh, is an interesting thing to look at. Vonley playing 15 minutes, and obviously that means that other guys on the team did not play a lot of minutes. Ed Davis played nine minutes, and he played all of those minutes in the second half. Myers Leonard played eight minutes and played all those in the first half. Not a great sign that... It seems like by that action, that Stotts doesn't, that that neither one of those guys right now has the 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 full on trust uh, 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 of the coaches it's to 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 do the tasks. And I understand why Davis has had a bad season so far, and uh, he was given a lot of minutes, and and still hasn't really found the form that he had last season. And then Leonard uh, just has not really improved all that much. Uh, he is, uh, has a lot of good offensive talent, but uh, in, in some of the things where the team needs him to, to, to rebound or, or defend and, and be in the right place, he, he doesn't do that that often. And his offense just has not been good enough to, to justify him playing with his lack of defense. And, uh, that's a concern. The fact that uh Myers Leonard has struggled so much, and the fact that Ed Davis has struggled so much, it, it makes you wonder. Davis, uh, his contract is a very nice contract still, uh, and I'm sure that there are teams that are going to be in the playoffs that could use a guy with his skills, and and maybe he gets revived, uh, in a situation, in a new situation, uh, I. I, I i ed davis it means a lot to the to the blazers locker room and, and 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 the chemistry and he gives them a little bit of a toughness that the rest of the team doesn't really have but uh he's just he hasn't had it this season and he, he did really good he did really well on the boards last night and uh but it, it's interesting to see how uh it's interesting to watch how the changing scheme will affect things and which of the bigs is is really going to get the minutes because if you're thinking of a hedging high uh aggressive scheme Leonard doesn't really necessarily fit that mold and and Davis while he can move on the perimeter isn't the most graceful out there. So I wonder how that affects how the Blazers look at him long term if they, if they start switching things up and how how, how they look at uh Myers Leonard and how they look at Vonley. So now the the big man situation uh with the new scheme I think is if if it is indeed a new scheme and they're going to do this moving forward I I, I would guess that we're going to see a little bit more ley out there in a more aggressive way and he, and he had a good game he was solid on the boards he made good passes he didn't you know he he scored five points didn't take a lot of shots didn't take a lot of threes which uh, he made a lot but uh, it's not necessarily what they need him to do I, I think especially on that second unit, they need a ball mover, a guy that's going to move the ball and facilitate things to CJ, to Crab, to Evan Turner. And uh, I thought Napier, did, uh, not Napier, excuse me, that Vonley did a very nice job of getting the ball to guys who shoot the ball, like Napier, like Turner, like McCollum, in those right spots, and just and playing the role of the big man that do, does the dirty work. And if Vonley can do that, then I think... Uh, those minutes are there for the taking because I I, I haven't been all that impressed with his play so far this season either. But at this point, those minutes are up for grabs for anybody. And if Portland is going to play a more aggressive scheme, I think we could be in for more Vonley. And at this point, uh, Portland's got to, got to do a little bit of a wild card somehow, because uh, what the cards that they're laying down right now are not winning anything. So, uh, I, I think that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers. Hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you uh, are, are enjoying hopefully some time off, time with family. Uh, the podcast will not be posting as regularly as as we do, but we will be with you after games. So we will be with you after tomorrow's game uh, against the Sacramento Kings and As the Blazers hit the road to San Antonio, Minnesota, and Golden State, a real quick road trip, Uh, we will definitely keep tabs on them and keep you informed about what's going on. We don't know Damian Lillard's status moving forward, uh, but uh, tomorrow is a big game with potential playoff implications. Season series against the Sacramento Kings on the line, the Kings who are currently in the playoff Picture and the Blazers are uh, on the outside looking in in 10th place in the Western Conference at 13 and 20. Thank you for joining me for a, another edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. Leave us a five star review. Keep checking back with us uh, for analysis, updates. Uh, insights on the Portland Trailblazers in what what is a rough season but uh an important season nonetheless for the growth of this team because uh it seems like reality is uh is hitting rather quickly. Uh so uh lots of interesting stuff right now. A down season, but uh in terms of interest and uh the importance of this season for the franchise, I think this could be um just as important, if not more important than last year. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, a reason to keep watching and keep tabs on uh, what's going on with this team. So thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Leave us a five-star review, and uh, we'll talk to you later.